0: Hi, it's thir- uh, Wednesday, not Thursday, and uh, maybe I can finish up the week today. I want to do the show. I was waiting till today for a number of reasons. First of all, the sponsor, Linda Saffer, is doing it for her husband's site so my very, very close friend, Dr. Jerry Saffer, who's it is today. Ten days in EO, she said. <clears throat> That's number one. <clears throat> so uh, this is my old Cavruso and friends, it became uh, thick as thieves, you might say, thick as thieves. And uh, especially when it comes to this farm, and <clears throat> really was one of the most uh, uh, professionally integrity persons I knew. People with professional integrity, because he was a big <clears throat> child psychologist, very important clinician, and uh, he had a life journey to uh, you know to want to become uh, more observant <clears throat> and particularly more thorough knowledgeable. It was, uh, I could go on and on. Uh, that's one reason. That's for today's uh, sponsor, we thank Linda and the family. Um, uh, they recently had a uh, wedding in the family not long ago. Right? The, uh, Marnie and uh, her husband. Uh, the Leibmans And Kane Yerbu, as they say. Um, and also, today we made a bris in my family. My, uh, son, Shmuley, uh, they named the baby Shlomo Yaakov. Normal name. Thank God. And, uh, so, we're all in a giddy mood. <coughs> now, to so this is Pashis Amor. And Amor presents itself with all kinds of different things. I'll just take a few minutes, if I may, to speak up about a few different themes that I think of. First of all, it's always every year, Amor, al And my son said this morning, he's right, you know, when speaking about the bris, "La more or less means that, you, that the uh, older Kohanim have to teach the hunger Kohanim, what to do. Excuse me, it's not so easy being a coin. And I'm not talking about the Dukhani part. I'm talking about all the rules of Tumat to especially when it gets to the avoda. <clears throat> Think about it. When you end up working in base of Migdash, you can't just walk in Stam as a schlepper. you got to be retrained. <clears throat> and you have to learn from the family what to do, what not to do. There weren't any books in those days. There weren't any farm, And so you got, you know, nowadays you get a safer, like, you know, art school, uh, a coin a uh, on the Avodah. That would be an interesting one, by the way. I'll tell Yoav Ilan to do that. An art scroll, if I were a coin in the base image today. Of course, then you'd run into the question, is the base image going to look like a Masech des Is it going to look like in the book of Yechaskol? <clears throat> Yechaskol happens to play a weird role um, in today's parshas uh, along the lines I'm thinking I shall, I shall undertake to explain. <clears throat> but first, L'Hasek Dol Maktanim the Adults have to teach the children, <coughs> uh, that's number one. Number two, I always say Lazar means to warn Azhara. and in this day and age, when I see Lazar you're thinking of the Chaim Walder stuff out there. We live in a time Kohanim and Elders. Lazar You gotta warn the older people. I would say the other way around today, Lazar Agdolm you gotta warn the kids. Stay away from the gadolim, because there's a lot of dangerous adults out there. It's such a world, though, you know. Unfortunately, when I was a kid, I always say, I always like to say, my parents must have been crazy. They let me go wherever I wanted to go, whenever I wanted to go. No questions, no nothing. I would never do that. Would you do that with your kids? Are you nuts? I don't know. know, It was a different time, a different era. That's true. But it's funny to me, today, especially with the phones, the cell phones, you, you want to know improperly so where everybody's at all times. <clears throat> it's a new mitsias. How do we survive without the cell phones? Watch out for the uh, perverts. Which unfortunately is a matthias It could be in the firmest place in the world. Matter of fact, it's very tsukopasti. You could give a good speech. To Kohanim with the base of Migash have to watch out. La And the answer goes, <clears throat> my answer goes like this. You telling me from all the Kohanim served the base of Meish, none of them were were uh, you know uh, sickos. From a certain, it's going to happen from a certain population. You know what I mean? There's a certain percentage. It's it's hard to imagine. It's not hard to imagine. It's painful to imagine the coin would take advantage of somebody just standing at the base of the but it could happen. And we know, partic. I mean, in the course of history, by his reach and by his shame, a lot of Kohanim messed up in one way or another. In one way or another. So as <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I could tell you know, we're living post Basemish. I would tell in time Basemigash. I bet you somebody would say Because when you go to be, to work in Base Migration, watch out. <laughs> watch out. It's it's sad, but watch out. <clears throat> um it's not what not it's not what um and Pinchas did exactly. But it's along those lines. it's not exactly the same thing Chofnius But it's along those lines and you know they were punished in Shmuelalaf. <clears> Lahazir <throat> G'dolm also means, uh, can mean, I think I saw somebody Italian once say this, uh, it, it, in, in the memory. Lahazir, <clears throat> from the word, nausea. I know it's a it's a play on words, because it's Lahazir, it's Lahazir. And Lahazir <clears throat> G'dolm means you have to teach abstinence. You know, Lahazir <clears throat> G'dolm you have to, the, the G'dolm have to set an example of discipline and abstinence, and that's the only way you can convey to the katanim the life of a coin. Because the life of a coin, properly lived, <clears throat> does involve a self-discipline. And does involve a lot of abstinence. Can't marry this person, can't go here, gotta watch out for corpses. <clears throat> in the old days you have to watch out for the seminar who knows what, all kind of stuff. Basapras, I mean, my goodness. So, well, uh, Hazardomacitanum, you have to be like another in the sense <clears throat> you have to cultivate the, uh, the the stoic virtues of uh, abstinence, of staying away from this, that, and the other, if you want to be successful, coming. <laughs> Those Kohan who ended up like Chafni uh, and Penchas, I mean, I don't know, uh, I mean, let me put it this way. We all know from kids today that when you raise kids and you say, this, you're not allowed to do this and you have to abstain from this, and that, and the other, you can go one of two ways. If you're lucky, the kids will then learn that from the fact that you modeled that behavior. And when they grow up, they will continue to perpetuated that's what you want so i've seen plenty of cases and so of you that the kids found all this to be a turn off it was too confining to them and when they grow up and get married and move out they go to the other extreme it's very sad when that happens but i can't say psychologically i don't understand what happens <clears throat> you understand i mean i hear divorce uh, without going into moral details i'll put it in very simple terms this is not exactly what i intend to say Imagine a couple where the family has a whole lot of kids in a small apartment. And so you end up with seven kids sleeping in a room, something like that. So the parents elected to live that lifestyle, let's say, for example, and whatever. But I totally hear when the kid grows up, he says, I don't want none of that. You know, i uh, that's not the lifestyle for me. Yeah, I hear that. So Lahazir gadol Tanim conveys the idea of a Naziris in the sense of hazir uh yain, you know to to stay away from to abstain from things like that and emerald you have to tell the emerald uh, of means uh you have to teach them the stoic virtues because you can't be a successful coin without the stoic virtues. That's I think pretty obvious. A coin of all people has to cultivate the stoic virtues. <coughs> now um that's a major part of the Parsha. However, <coughs> there is a couple of weirdisms in uh, the Pesukim here, which, as I say before, tie together in an interesting way with Yicheskel. I wouldn't have even thought like this, except now I'm in the middle of doing this stuff at double Z. Hoffman, and he's always into this kind of approach, <coughs> this microscopic approach to the text, particularly when it comes to Leviticus, when it comes to Vayikra. Um, one second. <coughs> Here we go. <clears throat> I pulled out a Yecheskel. I don't have all my books with me, but every have <laughs> Remember I mentioned the other day, yesterday maybe, about the Haftorah uh, and the very interesting interplay. Um Bik Shulignus is safe for Yecheskel because it seemed like the stuff in there is not exactly in line, <clears throat> identical to what you have in the Chumash entirely. <clears throat> and, you know, you work it out this way, that way. I tried my way. One of the things it says in the book Yecheskel when it's talking about the Gohanim. The Frumis what does it say over there it has a bunch of rules about them and so forth and it says the coin can go and be tomes, just like it says in amor with the following exceptions I'll say it again. father and mother he can go to their funeral um, it's the way of the world hopefully that a child will go to the parents' funeral, not the other way around. Well, the bas, that could happen. Right? It could happen. La'och And to siblings. He can go to the funeral of the brother and sister if she's not married. That's what it says in Ember. No, it doesn't. They're leaving out something very interesting. What did I just leave out? It that the coin can't go to the funeral of anybody except for his uh, parents, his children, and the siblings, who does that leave out? <clears throat> right. The answer, of course, is the spouse, the spouse, the wife. Can he go to the single the the the, the funeral and so? Can be metama to the wife. Isn't that so simple? It does not say. In, so you might say, Oh, this is where a case where Yecheskel <clears throat> is saying something that seems to contradict Pasha uh, Emor, and they did bring that up, but it gets it got very complicated <clears throat> for the following reason it doesn't say, it's just interesting uh, detail, it doesn't say in Emor that a Cohen is metami to his wife, Well, let me put it this way what does it say in Emor Emor el-Kohen b'nei Aaron, l'nefesh he shouldn't go to anybody's funeral ki'im except for except for his she'er who is a relative of his Except for parents, children, and siblings. Well, wrong cats. It says this which means his close rela- it's close the flesh or something. It's a funny word. It means his wife. It says what? So I ask you, if it means his wife, why didn't say so? It should say Lenefish Litamba Mov, Kim L Ishto a Karvilo, the emelovich of La Khosabasula. Excuse me, why does it say Le It's a good question. Moreover, um the Uncleus doesn't say l it's a uncleus says I'll <coughs> mislebame. I'm looking to uncleus with the English. I'll mislebame or mace lo he shouldn't <coughs> be Matame. Elohane, except LeCarive de his relative. So it's sort of like this is a general claw. Now comes the Prat <clears throat> Avui So, in other words, what the uncle is saying is, this is very interesting. The uncle is saying, share does not mean a wife. Shair means a relative. So the way you read the pasuk is, <coughs> the Cohen cannot be metami to anybody, any nevis except for his relatives. What relatives? What about a fifth cousin? No. It's got to be an immediate relative. And that would be the parents, the, the children, and the siblings. Now, in the Torah, in the Gemara, as a matter of fact, I see it's in So, Kim um, Lasharim, ancient Rashi. The style of Rashi is exactly to bring. Hey Chazal, when in his opinion affects the <clears throat> shot, and he's quoting here as best I can see from Torah's coming from the Sifra. Notice the halachic merit showing this Tanedic literature, and Shaero <clears throat> would mean Listo. Okay, but it doesn't say so. It does not say so. Why didn't the Torah simply make it easy? Why did have to do with this set me off thinking a few minutes ago. Like, wh- why, why don't you just say plainly what you mean? Elsewhere, the Torah talks about Ishto. How come all in here <clears throat> he was a She'ero? And you see, for better or worse, the uncleists didn't take it that way. <clears throat> Whenever you have a shot question, you got to look at the shot guys. Uh, at least to see how they approach it. You understand? Now, the um, Rajbom uh, came to my mind because he's Mister Chop Shop Shot Shoty shod, Shot, and it's quite a remarkable. And I have in front of me the rusty, trusty Rajbaum with the good notes from Professor Coco—not uh, Coco from Luchan, not Coco but Luchan, Professor Luchan. <clears> then <throat> they're excellent footnotes and the Rashbam says, Keenlish um, Erol." No, no, no. Hold on for a second. The next pasuk says, "Lo yitama b'alba le hei chalo. That is a very weird verse. I don't know if you ever noticed it. That is a very weird pasuk. Lo yitama. It's hard to translate too. Lo yitama b'alba hey hello Now I, I, I we'll go at how the you know classic interpreters take it, but just think about that. Like Tommy Balbaamov, a should not be Metami Baamov in his peoples, right? How does it say is it Baamov or Baamov? What's the person say? Um excuse me. Human shirts Kinglish Aero. Uh sorry about that. And it says, Yeah, Baamov. Okay? Not Ba'amo. So he shouldn't be Batami Lo Yitamo Ba'al Ba'amo. A Ba'al should not be Batami in his peoples. Le-he-chalo, to make him Chal. What does that mean? I, I'm serious now. You guys who are listening out there who are pushup shop people how do you even translate those words? Hold on for a second. Now Ari Kaplan goes with the Ghazal reading which is funny to me. They would do that. But um uh, Lo Itami Baal Baal Mov. So now I'm going to look at the guy stuff. He must not make himself unclean for people related to by marriage. So even the guy, even the Christians will say, Lo Yitami Baal Ba they learn, read the word to mean a husband. Right? He might unclean his husband among his people profane himself. Ah, but she shall, here's another way, the Ramban's way. In the King James Bible. He shall not defile himself. Lo itami Baal. Like you're Baal, being a chief among his people. Because he's a Bal, he's a kush of a person. Therefore, he shouldn't be time himself. It's a strange pussy, but however you want to say it. Now, we have a chazal on that, which Rashi brings, which I'll tell you about in a second. But the Pasha shot, if you read Baal, mean like a husband sort of thing. So then what that means is, a guy, a Cohen, is not allowed to go to the funeral of his wife, and the Rosh Bam says, and I told you, Rosh Bam and Mister Shop Shop Shop, he says, Lo yitam baal bamov shum baal, baam a lo yitam leisto. You see that? So it says like the karoids or something. Shum baal baam lo yitam baal bamov shum baal baam no husband among the kohenim lo yitam le leisto. Right? Because if you do, you'll be, you know, you're violating the laws of the kuna, which is you're not supposed to become tummy except on those very rare occasions when you are. You know, immediate relatives. The Rashbam goes on to say, <coughs> which is what Rashi brings. In other words, in the Gemara, they say that the meaning is, goes like this. If you have a bad wife, halachically bad wife, you can't be metameter, But halachically good wife, yes. So notice, if a guy's a kohen is married to a regular wife, a kosher marriage, then he he is matami to her by the by the the kvura. But leitami mo Hey if there's a if, if there's a chilul involved. So for example, the kohen married a grusha, which he shouldn't have done, but the gadushan is chal, at least the way we paskin. So the coin married a Grusha and then she died. So to him, he cannot be Matami. Lo yitami ba'ba Right? As, as he puts it, lo yitami b'ishto b'sula o muhalelis. Al matam l'shuk shera. So in other words, it's just interesting and kind of blatant that the wife is left out and is perhaps of the law that allows the coin to be metami to them, uh, being close relatives. I mean, who you're not closer to than your wife, you think? And, uh and it's only sort of hinted at in an unusual way instead of straight up. It's not shot. It doesn't use the word, ishto, it use the word Sheiro. Then it talks to I'm and you're supposed to figure out from that that it means a coin of the grusha, which you couldn't figure out on your own. That's exactly why it's a Torah path You couldn't figure it out on your own. The Torah had to tell you, no, there's, Thousands of years ago, God had to tell Moshe. And what I mean by that, the firashi is, you know, if it's a coin in the Grusha or something like that, or a coin or whatever, you know, Um But it don't, it doesn't look that way. Okay, so you have the Uncleus and you have the Rashvan, um zeroing in on this and trying to figure out what's going on. The um, Ibn Ezra. Let's see, what does he say? Can't see. I I remember he was also bothered by this this um way. he says Kimlice love near Lona Ki pirushikum ishi shall call she erbisoro, which means a relative. Kimli <speaking in> Sheiro <Hebrew> just means a relative, does not mean the wife. Shame call the acha pear love. And Balba Amor slow isto. The Kashiro Inum <Hebrew> <laughs> However, the Ibn Ezra says, when I read the Chumash, at first plain and simple, and it came up with a shot that a Cohen is not matam to his wife. However, when I saw in the uh, Sifra, towards calling him, in Emor, when knows when I saw what you and I would call the Gemara, Ki <laughs> Tamlishto, and the word shair was like an esmach that didn't mean, you know, uh, 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 a close relative. It meant a mental wife, uh, not its flame shot. And they said, So basically, when I read the first way, like uncle's, I thought it meant what I just told you. But then when I saw Chazal, I'm near myself to that. And so, in other words, I guess. The plain reading of it is incorrect. And the Raj also says, you know, the plain reading is incorrect. <clears throat> so the question then arises, why would the why would the Torah write this business of the husband and the wife, which I, again I would say once again, should be the closest of relationships, you know, uh etcetera, etc. Why should it be why should it be that a coin should not be able to attend the funeral, take care of the funeral from his wife, ha Torah? And I saw they pointed to the Rambam. <clears throat> I have in front of me my Rambam. No, I don't have the, the one with all the Mepharsham on it. Uh, uh, no, it's not at hand. And in um, <clears throat> you know, El um, you know, at the end of the Rambam. So, uh, he's talking about uh, the relatives. The coin can be Metamidil. Or should be miss Abel on, with everything that goes along with it. And, it says, in general, not only Cohen in general, anybody, with Chas v'chalil, loses somebody, right? Uh, so, who, who, who are they having a for? I guess to use American expression, who do you say shibba for? You know, not for an uncle, for example. God forbid she lose an uncle, you don't say shibba for an uncle. So, um, Elu, here, the people, the Ram says in, in Parak Bayes that there's for them in Torah. So again, uh, uh, parents, uh, children, God forbid, and siblings, certain siblings. And the Ram goes on to say, for spouses, isn't that funny? For spouses. So the whole idea is um midrabana. Which is very strange. Um a husband wouldn't sit shiva for a spouse, I mean or or the other way around. Uh, and, 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 and the the and the and certain other siblings. Uh, that's a very strange. Okay? And he says, I feel according to but that's a different thing, <coughs> right? So, where's this business that's Midrabonan I mean, let's put it this way. Didn't we just say in Parsha's Amor, that the koin is and therefore is Misabel, uh, for She'ero, which is supposed to be Ishto. And I'm looking here in the rusty, trusty footnotes, and he says, Sover the Rambam holds that even though it says the word isn't that amazing? It's like Asmachta. She'erob when they say no but let me put it this way. The right according to the Rambam the way they're explaining it. According to the Rambam the way you read the Pesach and of course when you read the Pesach we're talking about you read the Pesach what does the Pesach mean? What did God tell Moses on Mount Sinai? he says um, the nefesh the shouldn't go to any funeral except close relatives parents, children, siblings nothing about the spouse nothing which is very strange the uh, chazal later on said she'ero is ishto but that's just a drash medramon upshutu shal the karva karve lov like I told you before, and uh, And the same thing you find elsewhere in Moi Cotton. Um, so it's strange that we have historically the following phenomenon, which is strange, and that is that when Hashem gave the Torah to Moshe, He said that listen, uh, you know, unfortunately, death is part of life. And therefore, Kohanim will face situations. And there'll be Avi and the other relatives. But Hashem never told Moshe anything about the, the spouse. Which is particularly interesting to me, cause we know Moshe and his own wife, I mean, he had nothing to do with. You know, it's it's like strange. You know, a smart person, maybe he's a a smart person should be able to make a connection between Parshas Emor on the one hand and Parshas balos on the other. Because in Balosch, Aaron and Miriam spoke against Moshe in regard to the fact that he wasn't close with his wife. Uh, and here we're seeing over here that in Parshas Emor uh, the, the, Hashem is telling Moshe, according to this Rambam, uh and these uh, other uh, Mefarshim, sort of, uh, I'll tell you what I mean by that, no, it's Torah that, uh, again, the husband is not really so close to the wife because he's only a misabel and metamate uh, for, for, for the uh, blood relatives, as we call today, the parents that show them the siblings. Uh, that must have created... So that's that's what the Torah said. And therefore, there was a time in history where uh, a Kohen wasn't at Well, you know, I mean, he didn't attend the funeral of the spouse. That must have seemed so weird to people that the rabbis legislated at some point or another. When it comes to abundance you don't know how old, you don't know when. The rabbis legislated two things, if I understand this correctly. First of all, that the Kohen should sit shiva for the wife. That's number one. And number two, that uh, that he should go and, and, um, and be mitami there. In which case, that's a radical shot. Because the Torah says you can't do it. And here they're saying to do it. I didn't see anybody say it exactly in those words. The Lashon of the Rambam is mid derem she is abelish but it But I don't see it in, in, in the Helchus Tuma, at least not to my knowledge, that that would be a Dramonim. Now, I repeat, there's no question that that's the procedure to follow. The question I'm raising over here, or the Rishonim is, is that the of Rishonim, which therefore boils down to a history question. Was this something that was legislated later, the husband and wife business, by the coin? or not, moreover if it's true, <clears throat> what I'm saying then you're coming up with something quite remarkable which is the Torah says and the Chachamim the, the Sanhedrin 1.0 is like, "Oker government authority they say, no, you can go to that, you can be matami to her Um, uh, I saw I don't remember where once uh, is it Achran maybe? I saw somebody once kind of like this. How can they say that the Torah says, I mean like the Rambam seems to be saying, how can it be that the Torah says uh, that the coin cannot be metami to her, in which case there's a serious issue. And then the, the, the Rabona said, you can and you should. In fact, we, 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 we legislate that you must. How can they do that? And they want to say something like this. There's one giant loophole when it comes to Thomas Gohanim, and that's Mace Mitzvah. Anything you define as a Mace Mitzvah was not included in the original legislation. At least that's the opinion of Rashi in the Sugya of God of Kovrida Briya in Brachas Yotess. that, uh, when the original legislation for the coin was written up, the uh, Mace Mitzvah was, was, was put in there the way they do in the federal government, you know, when they, when they write the exceptions into the law because of the lobbyists. And then, if the Chacham then said, they call me the I mean, of the wife, they say, I guess, we're classifying her as a Mase Mitzvah. Um, I don't remember where I saw that. It's a very interesting approach, which obviously presumes exactly what I've been saying today, which is, do you find something quite remarkable historically? And that is, that there's a low saying in the Torah, and the Chachamim, on their own authority, flipped it into an essay, an essay Medrabanim. I can't think offhand of any other case like that, can you? Where there's something which is los ase midraisa. And then they legislated that it's an ase, not just domizil, you can do it, which is also it's an ase midrabanan. Uh, now, the scholars of you out there who are listening to this will have some work to do over the next several days if this is something that interests you to get ready for Shabbos. Because uh, how exactly did that happen? Anyway, these are just a few thoughts. That happens when you zero in, when you start thinking like W.C. Hoffman, minutely into these pursuits. by the way, I look now into Hoffman as I'm talking to you, but it didn't seem to me anything fruitful. Nothing fruitful over here. Although he suggests, now, I've totally heard, so Wesley may have a word on this, but I don't know. I'll have that. Uh, anyway, once again, I want to thank Linda and pay tribute also to her husband, to Dr. Jerry Saffer, and to the family who was a remarkable. I had the pleasure of knowing as a remarkable human being. I spent many hours, him, him and I spent many, many hours together. That's a whole story by itself. Um, uh, and we had our adventures and our misadventures, but, uh, I don't know. Was it 10 years now? I don't know how long it is. It's, it's been, it's been quite a year. And, and I'm not using rhetoric when I say that he is still, still sorely missed. With that, I close this down wish you a good week.